welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Welcome back. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, our home away for home for football and basketball. The End Zone Club proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Plains Capital Bank. Covert in Bastrop rocks and the guys were closed today, but they'll be open tomorrow. Delaware subs, no baloney there. Two for one cheesesteak Sunday tomorrow. Go by and say hello to Pete Ademski of Delaware Sub, the number one Philadelphia Eagle fan. Pop, uh, it is Saturday night, and Joe Flacco is officially past his prime. Oh, my Lord. We'll get in that momentarily. Our show also brought to you by Sue Patrick, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Tito's Handmade Vodka, and by Dirty Martin's Place. Joe Flacco is having it's over. A, 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 a terrible day. He had, he had a great run here, but it is over. I'm excited, Pop. I know you are, too. Uh, we had a great first hour on the 15th Club. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. It is playoff football. We are watching the Texans dismantle the Browns uh, as C.J. Stroud he is officially, I think we can crown him, he is the rookie of the oh, year. undoubtedly. Having a phenomenal day. But it's the defense. They've had two pick sixes. They had a, in a matter of yeah, about two 50, minutes. 55 yeah. seconds on the game clock. Two pick six. And guess what? Case Keenum is now in uh, the game for the Houston Texans. Case Keenum. Well, is that Case Keenum? No, no he's Dave, not. Because that's I was Davis say, Mills. Did they bring Case Keenum off the injury report? That's, that's Davis Mills in there for the Houston Texans. And how about that? Case Keenum, or excuse me, C.J. Stroud, in one half of football, he tied the record for most touchdowns for a rookie in a playoff game. He played phenomenal. The Texans' defense played phenomenal. We were talking first hour, and I'm going to reiterate here, we're Cowboys people. Bill's secondary, but it is hard not to root for the Texans, for C.J. Stroud, for that organization. They've been down in the dumps from the Deshaun Watson years, from the J.J. Watt years, to now. Nobody thought they would be this uh, successful no, with, right. with C.J. Stroud, but he is looking like he is a franchise quarterback. The Texans are going to be around for a while. This is a great story for Houston. Well, they're going to be around next week, and the way they're playing, Ben, I know next week's game will not will not be a home game. They will be on the road, but what a send-off for the Houston Texans mm-hmm. fans. But listen the way they are playing. I know the Baltimore Ravens are the 800-pound gorilla in the in the AFC, but this is a, a, a Houston team that can, I think they can beat Kansas City. I think they can beat just about anybody because yeah. last week they won on the road in that convincing win over Indianapolis. Well, not convincing, convincing, but it got them in the playoffs. And look what's happened now, 45-14. And what do we know about football, Pop? What's the one thing we've learned over the past few years? You're only as good as your quarterback. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud has proven that not only is he the best rookie quarterback, but he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and that is as a 23-year-old kid. We had breaking news earlier today when Mayor Kathy Hochul, not Mayor, pardon me, Governor, Governor, Governor Kathy Hochul of New York announced that the game between the Bills and the Steelers in Buffalo scheduled for tomorrow at noon has been moved to Monday at 3.30 because they expect a mammoth snowstorm, a blizzard in Buffalo, and she wants everybody off the streets. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, a visit with our friend Tim Schmidt, a native of Buffalo who writes about golf and all things sports. We'll ask him about that. We're about to watch the Kansas City Chiefs 
and uh, the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. in about an hour on the Peacock Network. And, and what did you tell by the way, Peacock? Mm, boring. Why are we doing that NFL? It's playoff football. Put it on ABC, NBC, exactly. CBS, or ESPN. Yeah. Um, what did you just tell me, though, Pop? Because the whole news has been about Buffalo being too cold. And I will say, if, you are, if you're at a place where you can get onto social media, look up ESPN or NFL Network, and you will see the status of Buffalo right now. And it looks like there's a tornado of snow going on. Really? I get it. But you just told me, what's the temp in, in Kansas City right now? Kansas City right now is minus 3. For kickoff, it's expected to go down to minus 5. At the end of the game, Ben, it's going to be minus 9 degrees. If, if they had the Austin, Texas uh, city government, they would be at a shelter in place. Yeah. They would be in an apocalypse. You know, I get it, Buffalo, there's a lot of snow, but that's pretty, that's pretty damn cold for Kansas City, especially if you're used to playing in Miami weather right now. I, I'm confused. Do you know what the temperature in Buffalo, New York is right now? Is it like 12? No. Ben, it's 53 degrees right now. What? No, yes. that cannot be. Yes. I literally, between the break, was going. I went to Instagram, as I obviously do because I'm an addict to social media, and I saw that it was a blizzard in Buffalo. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's not a blizzard yet, and the blizzard starts after midnight. What? Yeah, and the temperature is going to be 24 at 8 a.m., and then it's going to remain in the 20s and the 30s. I'm, I'm currently showing Pop. This is bad radio. I'm showing him. The status of Buffalo right now. You see that, right? I see that. It is. It, it looks oh, like that there's is a tsunami. Snow. It's a tsunami what of snow. What the heck did I just get on my? Did I get Buffalo? I what? think you're seeing. You know. Oh my gosh! You know, you know, I just did. What you do? Buffalo, just, Texas, or something? I did. I did hit Buffalo, Buffalo Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say Texas. you are just you are. You're exactly right. You've Excuse had too many me. chicken wings tonight. Twenty-eight degrees. But either and it's way, snowing. either way, um, <laughs> I'm excited to, to get into the nitty-gritty about this playoff football. Tonight's game, in my opinion, is this is the premier game. We have Kansas City, the reigning uh, Super Bowl champs, versus the Miami Dolphins. This is a revenge game for Tyreek Hill, who has been very outspoken all season long about his his relationship turning sour towards yeah. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. So it'll be a big game for him, a big game for Tua. Um, I'm excited tonight. Uh, Kansas City is a three-and-a-half point or four-point favorite. Four-and-a-half point. Four-and-a-half point favorite against the Dolphins. But this is a Kansas City Chief team that it's different. It is. It is. Who who is Pat Mahomes going to rely on tonight besides Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey's not having a great year. Will Chief Swift be in attendance? I read today that that, uh, Yoko Swifto and... Kelsey had an argument over Did Christmas. Did you say Day. Yoko Swifto? Yoko Swifto, yes. I hope my fiance is not listening right now because she'll take <laughs> offense to that. Uh, this is It's going to be an interesting game. And I, the Dolphins, they've had their ups and downs. They're one of the premier teams in the league, but this, is, this could be a game where Tua and the Dolphins elevate themselves to be the second favorite team to win the Super Bowl. 45-14 to 14 down in Houston. The Texans are walloping the Cleveland Browns. We'll get you up to date. We're going to take a break. Tim Schmidt will be all things NFL football. Then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to shift and talk about Steve Sarkeesian's good day. His contract has been extended with the University of Texas into the year 2030, and it's reported he's going to get $10 million a year. That's not official yet from Chris Del Conte and the Regents, but it's going to be close to $10 million. Again, coming up next, a visit with our friend Tim Schmidt to talk about NFL football. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements, and this is the End Zone Club broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, and we'll be back with more right after this. 
welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place. Houston over Cleveland right now. Under five minutes to play in the game. It's 45-14, to 14, and just a little while after this game, it's going to be Miami at Kansas City where it's minus four. And my apologies to you weather people out there. I looked at Buffalo, Texas, and not Buffalo, New York, where currently it is snowing like a son of a gun in Buffalo, New York. And with us now on the 15th Club and the End Zone Club live line is our friend Tim Schmidt of Golf Week magazine. Tim is also uh, a former... TV anchor, writer, and from Buffalo. Earlier today, Tim, and by the way, welcome to the show, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, said she's moving the game to Monday at 3.30 because of the blizzard going on in your old hometown right now. Uh, I was sort of surprised, but I guess it's just for safety, right, Tim? Is that is that the governor's motivation? You know, that is from what I've heard. You, you know how this goes. And by the way, always good to talk to Ed. Uh, this is such a hard thing. Um, some of my friends for years um, have debated whether or not, you know, Buffalo needs a dome stadium, whether it should be a downtown, which would kind of remove it from the snow belt. So to, to put this in perspective, South Towns, which is where Orchard Park is, typically gets almost double the accumulation of snow that downtown Buffalo gets because wow. of the way it comes off of the lake. So there's been this like debate going back and forth between friends as they're building this new stadium, which now they're going to build an open-air stadium in Orchard Park rather than moving to downtown Buffalo. So this week has just, like, you know, turned that debate times 10 on the Internet and other places between friends. I've seen disputes. So it is dangerous. There's no question. But, of course, there's a lot of old-timers, and now I'm in that boat of being a guy in my 50s who remembers going to those games in my teens and 20s. And those are some of my favorite memories in the snow and the cold and these rough conditions. And I'll be honest, a piece of me thinks, oh, geez, I can't believe they're moving the game. I can't believe, you know, this is like a thing. And then another piece of me says, look, Ed, I'm pretty happy I'm going to be watching it from Round Rock, Texas on a couch, uh, you know, <laughs> than standing in 60-mile-an-hour wind. So it, it's a tough situation for sure all the way around. Well, Tim, I'm 29, and I've I've witnessed a fair share of snow games on TV, but as a as a football fan, I think we can all agree that the snow games are the most fun games to watch. Yeah, they're sloppy. Yeah, most likely the the under will hit, but those snow games are the most memorable games that we can watch. It, it's funny you say that because that's typically true, right? Of course, the the cold weather typically brings you know lower scores. One of my favorite memories, and you know, I was I was not at the the famous comeback against the Houston Oilers with Frank Reich. Um, I was in Buffalo at the time, but I was at very soon after a playoff game between the Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Was similar, you know, it was snowing, it was cold, it was blowing, and what happened was kind of the defenders had trouble planting and turning and. Basically, the offenses went wild. I believe it was Kelly versus Marino. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was Kelly versus Marino. And the final score was like 38 to 31 or something, you know, really high. But I just, it's funny that you say that. That game was like an, you know, like a divisional playoff game. <clears throat> I've been to a lot of sporting events in my life, really. I mean, I've been really fortunate to go to so many fun things. 
man, I just remember that whole event so vividly because of the conditions. It just made it, 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 all of your senses, everything. It's not just going to DKR and, and you know, Terran Swoops is going over the end zone and we beat Notre Dame. It's that in the middle of a blizzard. So you now have <laughs> the height of this amazing experience also with weather that is like, you know, out of, it's insane. It's, it's mind-numbing. So I, I just feel like, yeah, those, those weather games, were so, so, so special. That's why I hate the fact that they're even talking about they should take this away. I will also tell you guys, I've talked to multiple friends who are still in the media who are telling me that Tuesday is not off the table for this game. This may not land on Monday. Wow, that would be amazing. That would be truly amazing. Now, how was your confidence level? Last week, the Bills defeated Miami to win the East. A come from behind uh, affair. Where's your confidence level as a longtime Buffalo guy and a Buffalo fan against Pittsburgh Monday or maybe Tuesday? You know, my confidence level is exactly where Dallas Cowboys fans' confidence level is. I don't understand this team. I have no idea what the heck they're doing each week. Sometimes when they play good teams, they come out. I mean, they beat the Cowboys to a pulp. I mean, they looked so amazing in that game. They, they should have beaten the Eagles. They, you know, they played so good against good football teams and then against teams like the Steelers with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. They've looked horrendous. So, I, you know, do I think the Bills have the better side? Of course I do. They're, they're a good football team. They've got a lot of great parts. Um, I think it's great that Josh Allen has been good but hasn't had to be Superman and they still keep winning. I think that says a lot about this franchise right now, especially, too, when you look at the fact that they have so many defensive injuries. But, man, I I have no idea what team's going to come out. The team that lost to the Jets or the team that lost to the Broncos at home or the team that, you know, had trouble with the Patriots or, or is it the team that came out and just, you know, decimated the Cowboys and other teams like that? I really don't know week to week. Yeah, this is a team that they got hot at the right time. They've won six of the last seven games. Um, the Bills are a team that are they're prone to turnovers, Josh Allen especially. And with this weather, you, do you think that, that the Bills are going to rely on James Cook to run the ball with a little heavier dose? He has 1,100 yards in the season, um, and especially with Gabe Davis out tomorrow or, excuse me, Monday, is this going to be a game plan where they're going to keep the ball on the ground and, and hope that offensive line with Mitch Morris will, will do their job to, to keep this uh, a low-scoring but a safe game? Well done with the Mitch Morse plug in the middle of that. Very nicely done. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course I hope so. You know, it's funny. My I picked up uh, Cook in my fantasy draft in like the 13th round, and he turned out to be like, you know, second half of the season he was my best player at times. Yeah. Listen, um, it, not just running the football, but just swing passes, getting yeah. him out in space. I mean, he's a guy who can make things happen for sure. And And let's face it, you know, the – Stephon Diggs has not been that guy in the second half, and the yeah. rest of the receiving core is not that great. It's okay. Gabe Davis was, you know, is is a guy who, uh, unfortunately, he's out. But even when he's in there, he's been prone to dropping important passes. I can't tell you how many times I've texted friends and said, "Do Josh Allen and Gabe Davis have the same playbook?" Because Davis turned this way and Allen threw that way, yeah. which happened last week, and there, there, there's a you know miscommunication early on in the game. Uh, yeah, I would hope that they run the football better. I will tell you, as, you know, in, if this was a Sunday game, it gives 
the you would think typically, right, the Bills will have the advantage in bad weather. No, the Steelers would have had the advantage because they're the inferior team. They would probably like a 10-7 game that they have a late chance to win. And probably they want Josh Allen to make that one or two bad turnovers that he's made all season long mm-hmm. because that will be magnified where if it's not those conditions, you know, he makes up for it. He went 31-38 last week. He just made two or three horrible plays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that the Bills will try to run the football. I think that if Cook gets involved, that's an important piece of this. And I also think, I got, you know, don't, don't sleep on this. I'm sure you guys have seen the legs on Leonard Fournette. I mean, if this is yeah. in the middle of a, a blizzard, I'm giving the ball to him on third and one in a tight game. And, and don't be surprised if all of a sudden we haven't talked about him all year long and he ends up with, you know, 15 carries for for 60 yards, but there are huge 60 yards. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Tim. Uh, the Houston Texans have just defeated the Cleveland Browns 45-14. to They march on, which is great news for Texans fans. A big surprise this year. A little later, it's going to be Miami at Kansas City. Uh, minus 7 degrees there. How do you see that game? You know, that's a tough one. I love this Texans team. This is a team of the future. Of course, we thought C.J. Stroud would be good, but did we think that when Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud line up next to each other that there's no question who's the better quarterback at this point? Um, uh, You know, no, nobody did a year ago. So I I love watching this Texans team. I, I, I think... Sometimes, let's face it, sports, and, and look, this goes back to golf, fellas. How many times have we talked to Justin Thomas or players of those of that ilk who say, you know, when I was young and didn't care and was just, you know, throwing it at the wind, everything went down. And when I started thinking about it and I had a family and this was my career, everything changes. This Texans team has that kind of wide-eyed, we're just having fun, let's just get after it approach. And a lot of times it, that will be, there, there's some significance to that, you know. I mean, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that team makes a run. I really like watching them. Uh, Tim, uh, NFC 49ers, uh, they've, they, they've erupted in the latter half of the season. Christian McCaffrey was out uh, last week, but they seem to be the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on these 49ers and Brock Purdy going into these playoffs, and will they be the, the final team left in the NFC? Could you imagine three years ago us talking about Brock Purdy being the guy to beat in the, in the NFC and maybe the whole NFL? You know, this is what I'll say about that. The 49ers are obviously a very good football team. They've got all the pieces, and Purdy is hes better than a game manager. He is, he's a legit, you know, this, this guy's a quarterback. He's not just a game manager. I will also say this. Every time this whole season, and not just this season, many seasons previous, every time we talk about a team that we know, and and the Bills have been that team a few Mm -hmm. times over the last three years, hey, look, let's not kid ourselves. The Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. And and we say that in week nine. And, of course, by the time, you know, week 16 rolls around and in the playoffs they lose in 13 seconds to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to have to cry a little bit right now. But, you know, that's how this works. And and while I think this 49ers team is good, do I think they're infallible? No. And and um, every time the bullseye gets big on a team in this league, I feel like that bullseye catches up with them fairly quickly. It's maybe not the Patriots, but almost every other team. I, I think the Niners are good. I'm not. They're no lock. 
I mean, they're, they're definitely no luck. And I think this, this season is open, is as open as any as I can remember. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys put this all together and become that team. And <laughs> this would be fun for me. It wouldn't surprise me if a Cowboys Bills Super Bowl ends up. Ooh, and, that's, I, what, that's what I predicted, I, Cowboys I and Bills. That. That I, would I be couldn't fun. do that. How do I root for my Cowboys over our buddy Mitch Morris? I couldn't do that. <laughs> you know, that Mitch Morris. We love that guy. And, and you know, in, in all seriousness, though, I, I just it, it, it comes down at the end of the day to the team that's hot at the right time mm-hmm. but that has enough talent to also carry through and yes, the Niners are one of those teams. You know, the Eagles are still that team. Don't be surprised. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is not just because you have a few bad games in this yeah. league does not mean that the, the, the things are over. So, you know, again, I, I, I feel like this is just, it's a brand new ball game. It's, there's something very, very special about when you get to playoff time. It's not like the NBA where you've got seven games to win. It's one game. Things can happen and it w- nothing would surprise me. Tim Schmidt, Golf Week Magazine, Buffalo Bills. Watcher, thanks so much for being on KLBJ Radio. Enjoy your night, and uh, let's talk soon more about the Buffalo Bills. Thanks for being on the End Zone Club, Tim. Always love talking to you guys. I still can't believe I haven't been to Dirty Martins with you. I'll be down soon, okay? Oh, you got to be down soon. Thank you, buddy. Have thanks, a great Tim. night. Bye-bye, Tim. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye thanks now. for having me on, guys. You're Bye-bye. welcome, buddy. Bye-bye. Tim Schmidt, Golf Week Magazine, longtime Buffalo football fan and watcher. Uh, let's get an update on the Longhorns in West Virginia. West Virginia leads the Longhorns 49-45, 11-23 to play in the game. Another close game for the uh, Texas Longhorns. Ben, uh, the Houston Texans will now advance, wow. and here's the situation. Wow. Uh, the number one seed Ravens will host the team with the lowest seed, and it all depends what Miami does against Kansas City and Pittsburgh does against Buffalo because Miami is the sixth seed. Pittsburgh is the seventh seed. Give me, give me the scenario. If Kansas City and Buffalo both win, which I think they will, yeah. Houston would have to go play the Baltimore Ravens next week. Well, it would be, as I think JP mentioned earlier, a David versus Goliath. But the Texans, you don't score that many points on accident. You don't. Against a guy in Joe Flacco who's been around. So the Texans, they're here to stay. That was a great game. I'm excited for tonight and the rest of the playoffs. When we come back, more NFL talk. Also, Steve Sarkeesian is a rich man. We'll talk about the new contract and the moves this week in NCAA football. Ed and Ben on the End Zone Club, live from Bernie Martins. We'll be back with more after the news on KLBJ. Friends, we're back on the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, the iconic burger joint where, man, they got everything you want. They've got Texas and West Virginia College basketball about to have Kansas City and Miami in football. They've got Houston and TCU. We'll get you up to date on all those scores. What a great night to be here at Dirty Martin's Place for great food and great drink on Guadalupe. End Zone Club proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Check with Randy and guys at Howie Breen and Herman if you need legal assistance. They're the best. Plains Capital Bank, our friend Paul Hogebeck and crew. Plains Capital Bank, a leader in Austin and Central Texas. Covert in Bastrop. Rocks and the guys close today, but they open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Delaware subs, no baloney there. Pete Ademski will be there tomorrow for the two-for-one NFL special. Two-for-one Philly cheesesteaks, beef, or chicken at Delaware subs. By Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. I was there yesterday. 
some of the great Longhorn gear. I'm wearing one of the great Longhorn tops that they sell at Sue Patrick. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug Boney and crew. Locations throughout Austin and Central Texas. Wonderful, wonderful Texas barbecue, brisket, ribs, sausage, and the great side dishes. Also by Dirty Martin's Place, we were here. And by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Let me tell you about Tito's Handmade Vodka. Made right here in Austin, Texas, by our friend Tito Beverage. It's been around since the mid-1990s. Started out at one still near the airport now. It is the world's leading spirit. You can get Tito's handmade vodka all around the world. And why do people love Tito's? Because of the taste. It's gluten-free, and it is wonderful, wonderful vodka. Taste the difference tonight at your favorite watering hole or restaurant with Tito's handmade vodka. Go to titosvodka.com for more information about new recipes. But when you drink vodka, make it Tito's handmade vodka. Back at Dirty Martin's Place, Ben, you just saw where the game time temperature is going to be what in Kansas City? Negative 24. That negative. is negative 24. I oh, my god! We've never made our trip to the uh, to Antarctica yet. We, no. we have that planned for next year for, I think, week four of the season. But... Last time I checked, that wasn't quite livable. Oh, my Negative Lord. 24. They say it'll feel like negative 24, I think, with the wind right. chill and, and everything surrounding that. And uh, Scotty, Scotty just actually texted us saying we ought to do a, a segment on global freezing because oh, I don't – you know, it's funny. We're watching around the, the, the pregame. We see Pat Mahomes. He has the sleeves on. But there are multiple Kansas City Chiefs with no with no long sleeves on. They're Man. just going bare naked out there. Well, better be careful. Uh, yeah, it just yeah. – Better it's a careful. difference between, you know, the negative 24 with no snow, and I think whatever it is in Buffalo oh, the uh, snow, with yeah. the snow, yeah. it's two different types there. But negative 24, that's going to have an effect on this game. In, in Buffalo, you showed me a picture. There's a, there's a blizzard going on right now yeah. in Buffalo, New York, and we talked about that with Tim Smith and others, that the game has been moved from tomorrow till Monday afternoon, and Tim Schmidt just told us his sources up in Buffalo say, Tim, this game may be going to Tuesday, which would be unprecedented for an NFL game. We had a we had some games like that during COVID, but we're looking at the pregame with Tua and the guys out there. It's a frozen field, and I, I just don't know, Ben. I think I think you talked about this earlier. The key is going to be the running game for both teams. Yeah. If you can run the ball, you may be able to win the ball. It doesn't look like it's rather windy there no. in Kansas City right at this moment, so their passing is going to be out there. But, man, oh, man, it's going to be a whale of an interesting game. Well, yeah, and, you know, the big storyline all week long has been Tyreek Hill and his kind of revenge game on KC. But with this kind of weather, you know, Tua – He's a Hawaii guy. Went to college in Alabama. Yeah. He's not used to playing. Oh, no. Now he plays in Miami. He's not used to playing in this kind of weather. So how the game plan will, will revolve around passing, I don't really know. But both teams have very good running backs. Uh, over with, with, the, with the Dolphins, we have you know Raheem Moster, who's having a great year. He's got 1,000 yards on the year. But then on the Pacheco, other side, yeah. Pacheco with the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. who... He's been hurt a few times this season, but he also, he's a very good shifty running back, so I'm expecting to see a lot of rushing, a lot of between-the-tackles football. How much Patrick Mahomes and two will come into play, who knows right now? You talk about Tua never playing in this kind of cold. I dare say the man has never been in this type of cold, yeah. even as somebody walking around the streets of wherever. This is, this is unbelievably bitterly 
cold weather, and we're looking at Tua right now. Does he have a glove in his hand? Wait, he's, got, yeah, he's got a glove. He, he got a glove. He's on got his, the glove in the left hand. On the right hand, he's okay. got one. Does he have one on the left hand? I he can't. does not have one on the left hand. So, yeah. all right, if you're in Vegas, Tua does not have a glove in the left hand. <laughs> Was that a bet today? <laughs> it's not, but you know, it's just these games where. It's just my, like Scotty said, it, this is my favorite part of the NFL season. I think this is the best part of football season. We have the wild card weekend. This is when the weather really comes into play, especially when you have those northern games or the Midwest games. And if this was a year ago or two years ago, I think KC, instead of having a four and a half point, you know, favor here, it might be 10. But again, Pacheco being, I don't know where his health is at, whether he's 100% or yeah. 80%, they cannot rely on Patrick Mahomes' passing because who does he trust to throw to? Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, he's yeah. been beat up. I don't trust that receiving core. The Dolphins, if Tua can get past the cold weather and past his his hands being frozen, he's got a lot of receivers he can throw to. He's got Waddle. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got weapons out there. So this will be an interesting game on and, and what these coaches, you know, scheme up here. Two games tomorrow. First game tomorrow, Packers uh, at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored by seven. There's no reason the Dallas Cowboys should lose this game tomorrow to the Green Bay Packers, Ben. You know, no, not at all. Uh, the Cowboys, this is the strongest we've seen them maybe in my lifetime since I really started watching football. Uh, this since is ni- the best team since 95. Since 95. Yeah. So I was a year old so in, their, in their last good year. But this is a team that they figured it out, I think, on all facets of the game. Running the ball, passing the ball, defending the ball, even special teams. This is a special team. And I... I Jordan Love is he's been very he's good a nice quarterback, but yeah. they snuck into these playoffs so yeah. I think Mike McCarthy will get a a big old revenge game against his former squad Cowboys will advance uh, the second game tomorrow night will be an interesting game the Eagles and the Buccaneers excuse me see that's Monday night um tomorrow night is Rams and the Rams Lions. and Lions excuse yeah. me thank you it's a terrific game it's a we got a quarterback switcheroo we got you know Jared Goff against his former team we have Matthew Stafford against his former team and Matthew Stafford the first time he's been back to Detroit since he was traded to the Rams. I think it's a terrific game, evenly matched. The Rams are sneaky, sneaky good. They're under the radar. They, they defeated are. San Francisco. San Francisco didn't play their starters last week, but still, the Rams are sneaky good. This is a, a good offense versus a good defense. That being the Rams, I love the way they play offense. I think Matthew Stafford, obviously, once in a generational type quarterback, but the Lions, they play defense. And Jared Goff has improved his game. Uh, really beyond any kind of recognition since the L.A. days. I love the way the Lions play defense, but Jerry, uh, but Matthew Stafford, he's looking to get back uh, to the, the Grand Salami, to the Super Bowl. I really like the Rams tomorrow night, and I'm going to take the Rams tomorrow. I, I like Jared Goff and the Lions. They've been great all season long. They've had a couple huge wins, but Matthew Stafford and the Rams, uh, that offense is just, they're, they're on their game right now. It's going to be interesting because... I, I perceive Detroit's going to be a little tight. Yeah, They're going to be a little tight uh, tomorrow for that game. They uh, A little tight indeed tomorrow. And I just don't expect them. Uh, I expect them to play very good, but I just think they're going to be really, really tight for the game. I like Dan Campbell a lot. As we know, we were in New Orleans for the Longhorn game. Mm-hmm. Detroit had the Cowboys beat, and, yeah. and the officials screwed it up. Yep. So I think it's going to be an uber-close game. 
I don't see a blowout. I think no. it's going down to you know, the end of the end of the line on this deal. Also, you know, I, I think it was it was Jared Goff that was saying, you know, he has a lot of fond memories in Detroit, but you know, these fans and Matthew Stafford said the same thing, and the fans are not going to. They won't remember that his their tenure at the opposing team, so it'll be interesting. I think that might be the tightest game we have this first round of the playoffs. So tomorrow night, I'm I'm obviously Cowboys, and I'm going Cowboys Rams for the games tomorrow. Uh, Monday, now that we have another Monday game, we, it starts. You know, I guess it starts. I guess it starts in Buffalo now. Yeah, three thirty. Buffalo uh, kickoff, and then the seven o'clock kickoff. Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia. Big news out of out of Philadelphia. AJ Brown is out. Um, in that in that uh, night game, so the Eagles will be without their best receiver in AJ Brown taking on the red hot Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield has I have not seen a quarterback fill in for an all time guy like Tom Brady, like like Baker Mayfield has. He fit in like a glove in Tampa Bay. That's the team that everybody's talking. That'll be the upset of the week. It could be the Buccaneers over the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl last season. Nick Sariano, if he loses that game, then on Monday night against Tampa Bay, I think Sariano gets fired, and Bill Belichick may end up in Philadelphia. It's that bad in Philadelphia. How do you lose a team like he has lost his team? I just don't get it. You lost your with with Jalen Hurts. You lost your run game and you lost your quarterback somewhere along the line. I don't know if he lost. I don't know if he lost. What I mean by that is he lost his game somewhere along the line. Jalen Hurts forgot how to play that elite football. He had the injury last week with his finger, but that's neither here nor there. They just they are not the same team they were for the first six weeks. But I will tell you, I think it's been the defense's fault more than Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, it has been. But but it's inexcusable. Last week, when you're still in play to win the division, and they laid down against Tyrod Taylor they and gave the up New York halftime. Football Giants. It's ridiculous. They gave up after halftime. Ridiculous. It's not a good, it's not a good uh, feeling in Philadelphia. If you go to their Twitter after the games, they want that, that team's head. But I'm predicting Buccaneers win in a surprising upset. I don't know how Philadelphia just flips the switch and starts playing good after having weeks of bad football. We need to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. Sarkeesian gets a pay raise today. Uh, DeBoer is going to Alabama. We'll talk about that and the ramifications uh, in college football. Thanks. This is the the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio, brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, Plains Capital Bank, Covert and Bastrop, Delaware Subs, Sue Patrick, Poke Joe's Barbecue, Tito's Handmade Vodka and by Dirty Martins. We'll be back to talk Longhorn football next on the End Zone Club on KLBJ. Back on the End Zone Club. Thank you, Billy Gibbons of Asleep. Uh, I almost said Asleep with the Will ZZ Top, who's a regular wide vis- awake. a regular visitor here at Dirty Martins Place. Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. As is Lyle Lovett, Pop. As I saw I, that our friend Lyle Lovett was here last week. Yeah, Lyle was here. Uh, Ray Benson comes here. It's a place to be here. Yes, he was. Lyle Lovett was here this week. Lives in the neighborhood over here. Uh, we're talking sitting to, at uh, your table. Uh, see, sitting at your table, ma'am. Lyle Lovett was here. He lives over here in the neighborhood. A frequent guest here at Dirty Martin's Place. End Zone Club proudly brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. Plains Capital Bank, Coburn and Bastrop, Delaware Subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, how about great Texas barbecue action tonight? Tito's Handmade Vodka and by 
Dirty Martin's Place. Ben, before we talk about Coach Sark, what's the latest on the Longhorns in West Virginia and Morgantown? Papa Horns are struggling. 61-53, uh, four minutes left in the ball game in Morgantown. Ouch. Texas coming off of a shaky win, but they are uh, they're struggling to find their footing here in Morgantown. It's not a good this this uh, is a two and two and ten team in West Virginia. Zero and two in conference. This would not be a good win no. uh, for Rodney Terry. A good loss good, for Rodney. This would be a but not good game for Rodney Terry. Right. Yeah, the Longhorns have already lost the Tech a week ago uh, here in Austin, and uh, you you got to win on the road. They yeah. won on the road in Cincinnati by the hair of their chinny chin chin, but against West Virginia, the better teams need just to take take care of business saying that TCU is hosting Houston Houston the number two team in the nation who lost earlier this week and now they're losing to TCU so it just shows how very competitive college basketball is these days it is and especially Big 12 but this is a a fan base here in Austin that has got to realize that this is not a Chris Beard team. This was not going to be a, a Texas team that was going to skate on to the to the tournament and get on to the, the the Elite Eight. This is a different ball club. This is a different conference. It gets better and better every year, especially with the addition of Houston. It's going to be an uphill, uphill battle every single game. And Texas right now struggling big time, and Rodney Terry really trying to find his, his footing here in the Big 12 as his first year as a, a, a true Head coach. coach, yeah. Longhorns back in Austin on Wednesday against UCF, but we'll keep you up to date as we close out this show. Steve Sarkeesian, the head football coach of the Texas Longhorns, has agreed to a four-year contract extension uh, that will take him with the Longhorns through the year 2030. It was announced today by our friend John Bianco of UT. Financial terms of the deal, which must be approved by the Board of Regents, were not released. Sarkeesian's initial contract paid him almost $6 million, but it's believed that Sark will get in the neighborhood of $10 million a year. Yeah. Uh, money comes when you win, Pop. Yep. And Sarkeesian did just that, whether it was by three touchdowns or by if it was the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, Sarkeesian won. And in today's day, especially with the, some of these openings in college football, you need to pay up. Sarkeesian has done enough to get that money. He's shown that he can win in Austin. And job well done for Sarkeesian. He deserves it. Good for him. And L'Oreal, our goddess L'Oreal, he'll be here for a while. And Texas needed this kind of – they need stability. With going into the SEC, things are unknown. They have a lot of players leaving this year, whether it be yeah. in the draft or in the portal. Quinn is coming back, too. On top of that, Texas is heading in the right direction in a right conference, and I think Sarkeesian, with his SEC knowledge, he's the guy they needed to lead him to the next uh, era in Texas football. Yeah, it's been a busy week because Steve was on the list of those who would replace Nick Saban. Nick yeah. Saban announced earlier this week his retirement from the Alabama Crimson Tide, and it took less than a week to get Kalen DeBoer of Washington that's an interesting, interesting yeah. situation there because DeBoer is a great, great coach. I think he's a great coach. He won uh, at Division Two. He won South Carolina, excuse me, South Dakota. Uh, he was an assistant coach at Indiana and has had a really, really great run at Washington. I wonder, though, about the fit, culture fit, a yeah. guy from the Midwest who was in Washington going to the deep south in the SEC. No, you're right, Pop. I mean, Kalen is going from the uh, the tea drinkers to the Copenhagen chewers. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a different kind of look there from Seattle to to Tuscaloosa. But they got the and we talked about this this week. Flavor of the week, 
Will it pan out for Alabama? Who knows? He's filling in the biggest shoes that we've seen in college football. And I don't know how long. More than I've bigger shoes than anybody the past fifty years. Uh, I wonder throughout this, you know, since Nick Saban announced he's retiring, I wonder how how close Nick Saban was to convincing Steve Sarkeesian to come to Alabama. Because you know that Nick Saban was involved. I you think, know that I, he was involved. I think he was involved, but I think in the Steve Sarkeesian situation, Steve Sarkeesian knows maybe right now Alabama's a better job than Texas. But in three years, Texas could be an equal job of Alabama because of NIL money and by the transfer portal. And we know that, that Nick Saban, Nick Saban, he was the reason Alabama succeeded. Because Alabama, what did it have to offer? They didn't have the money. NIL era, that is, they don't have the money. They might not have the facilities, but they had Nick Saban. You're as good as your coach. You're right, as good as your quarterback. Right. Well, back, so, back, back, you know, uh, five years ago, if you had a coach that got you into the NFL, that's who you went. That's who you went and played for. Nowadays, it's different. It's, it's money. It's different. It's about money and what can you do for me. Now, the Jim Harbaugh situation. Yep. Still the head coach at Michigan. They won the national title over Washington. Uh, but I believe Harbaugh will be leaving because Harbaugh apparently has an interview with the Chargers yep. on Monday. Yep. And I think he's going to go. And that's why I wonder about DeBoer because DeBoer is a guy that I thought would take the Michigan job. You know, it's interesting because do you think he would go – at this point, we can call it the same conference. Washington going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Would he take an interconference, you know, uh, opening? Would he go to Michigan where he, he would. knows oh, he would play would. Washington? He would. Yeah. He, he has proven that he's an offensive guy. He had Michael Penix in that offense, firing on all cylinders. That's one of the best offenses we've seen pop you and I in a yeah. long, long time. Yeah. He can take that to Alabama, where they're known for their defense, and he can have immediate success. I don't think he would have taken Michigan over Alabama. Who will fill think, in? Yeah, go ahead. Who will fill in for Jim Harbaugh if Jim Harbaugh decides to go to the NFL, take that step up? I do not know. Will it be that? Will it be the Oregon coach? Will it Dan Lanning? Do you think that? You know, I don't know. Will Lane Kiffin decide? You know what? Let, let's let's try to go to the Big Ten. Maybe I can have more success in the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know. But Michigan right now is in a great place. So whoever fills that void will have immediate success because he has the guys. Oh, yeah. He yeah. has the guys. Michigan has turned the corner. They're beating Ohio State. Uh, but, yeah, that, it's, it's a great job. But I just think Harbaugh wants to go and try to get that NFL title. He wants to get a ring like his brother Jim. Remember, he went to the Super Bowl, played against his brother when Jim was the head coach at San Francisco and lost to Baltimore. So I think that's the situation with Harbaugh. Two early prediction, Pop. Uh, next year, 12-man playoff. Steve Sarkeesian back. Quinn Ewers back. Does Texas make it to the national championship and right the wrongs? I think they, they, they make it to the final 12, Ben. I'm not sure they can make it to the national title with a void of great uh, wide receivers. I do think they can make it to the final 12. They've got difficult games next year with Michigan, of course. They've got to go to A&M. They've got to go to Arkansas. Uh, they, of course, Texas OU. They've got Georgia here. they got Florida here. Yeah, I think they can make the final 12, but it's going to be difficult to get to the national championship game. Update on the Longhorns as we uh, say goodbye. Yeah, Pop, uh, Horns still trailing 63-59. Two minutes left in the ballgame in Morgantown. Uh, 
We'll see what happens here in two minutes. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll enjoy two the, and ten West Virginia. <laughs> enjoy the game uh, with uh, Miami and Kansas City. Enjoy the Cowboys tomorrow and the game between Detroit and the Rams tomorrow. That's going to be it for the show. Thanks to Garrett back at the studio for Ben Clements, I'm Clement, Ed Clements. <laughs> see you next week on the End Zone Club on KLBJ. <laughs>